Welcome back to the Over the Border Podcast. I'm your host, Justin. This is our 15th episode, and today is February 2nd. And as always, I'm here with the boys, Kyle and Ryan. Kyle, how are you feeling tonight? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm coming off a huge week of picks on the pod. We'll get into that a bit later. Um, but no, I'm doing well. Unfortunately, not a whole lot of sports going on. Obviously, the Super Bowl is coming up. But we're heading into the All-Star break for the NHL. So a little bit of a lull in sports. On the other hand, we got Ryan joining us again tonight. Ryan, how are you doing? Oh, I couldn't be more excited to be giving out the across-the-pond plays in person. You get to hear my beautiful voice again. It was weird. It was international break for the last two weeks. So no United that really you know, caused me any problem or concern, mental breakdowns, no takes, no personal buy, but other than maybe Greenwood's uh, assault charge on his 19-year-old girlfriend. But, you know, I, I got, I got no, nothing to say about United. Yeah, just to be clear, there's no gonna, not going to be any takes on United, right? No, no United takes this uh, this week. It's funny Perfect. you're you're a lot more chipper <laughs> when you don't have to talk about United. I'm telling you, United either puts the morale up or down, and when they don't play for two weeks, probably going to be up the entire time. Just like whenever the NFL playoffs start, the Cowboys are always out, so Justin can't be upset about anything. Facts. Before we get into this week's episode, just give you guys a quick recap on picks from last week. I went five and one. Big week for me. Not a big stand deal. Up for this. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I mean, someone's got to keep this pot afloat with Justin's negative records every week. But I'm anyway, just catching fucking ricochet shots. I, win some games, man. It's that simple. It's frankly <laughs> two minutes that into the episode. Uh, so I went five and one, bringing me to fifty point three percent overall. Ryan went one and one. He's hitting at a forty eight point five percent overall, and Justin two and four, pathetic. He's hitting at a 48% mark. Overall, as a pod, we went 8-6 and six that week. Uh, last week, sorry. And we're now hitting at a 48.8% hit rate as a pod. But we're going to bring that up, and let's get into the episode. It's going to go up. Yeah, let's let's. T- I'm, I'm going to start turning this franchise around. This week might not be the week to do it, but uh, we'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to battle. But before we get into the regular scheduled programming, we've got a massive announcement as we are Canada's premium sports betting podcast. We are Ontario's new private sports betting and iGaming market to open April 4th, which means that we're going to have private books, not just the garbage we have now. I'm super fired up. This is huge. Absolutely massive news. Right now, the only thing Ontarians have in terms of sports betting legally is the ProLine Sportsbook. It's absolute trash. I mean, the website itself is horrible. The lines are terrible. And I've barely been using it. I have an account, but barely use it. So very excited for April 4th. We're going to get some big books coming to Canada. And the one I'm looking forward to the most is the score. They're going to make a huge splash in the sports betting market in Ontario. And they're already hitting the advertising hard. There's a huge billboard in downtown Toronto. And I'd like to make an announcement that I will be taking my talents to the score sports book. Wow. <laughs> this is bigger than LeBron James announcing that he's going to the heat. It's massive. They're going to love my business. They won't They won't regret high, uh, getting a hold of D-Gen picks. I'll tell you that. Until, right. I, until I kill the bookie. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back to our regularly scheduled program, starting with Coast to Coast, recapping news across Canadian sports. As always, we're going to start out west with the Vancouver Canucks. They're 20-20-6, the Edmonton Oilers, 22-16-3, and Evander Kane made his 
Oilers debut and actually scored in his first game and scored again tonight. So he's on fire uh, in his new colors, bleeding oil. So you lo- kind of love to see that little ba- comeback story, if you will. The Calgary Flames are 22-13-6. The Winnipeg Jets, 18-17-7. The Ottawa Senators, 14-22-3. And, and since we last recorded, it was announced that Drake Batherson is going to be out for eight weeks, so that's two months without one of their superstars. I don't know if you call him a superstar, one of their best players. Um, and since we last recorded, Josh Norris actually hurt his shoulder. So that's like 30 goals between the two of them that they're going to be missing from the lineup for some time. So that's too bad. Moving along to the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're 29-10-3. And, and then the Dumpster Fires are 8-29-7. However, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Carey Price said that he hopes to play at some point this season. But then on the flip side, Jeff Petrie requested a trade. So it goes from bad to worse for Habs fans, to be honest. Well, you know, it depends how you look at it. If you're a half-full kind of guy, like me, you say, hey, the plan for Shane Wright has been working to perfection, or even a bit too well to perfection. But if you're half-empty, like the majority of Quebec, you seriously just want to stop watching the Habs and turn off the television every single night. It's embarrassing, but you know what? I can't say this, but I blame the province de Quebec, but I'm not saying it. I mean, you're a big soccer guy. At what point do we start introducing relegation into the NHL? Because the Montreal Canadiens are fielding an AHL team right now. That is very true, but as a sense fan, I feel like you might be the last organization to say that. As for the last, I mean, two we're seasons. not we're not in relegation right now. I don't know. No, no, no. Sorry. I know. I, the, hey, I'll take I'll take full credit of the Habs being in last place this year. But for the last two years, I feel like the Senators have been one of the potential laughing stops of the NHL. Oh, we would have fought out a relegation easily. We go down to League One for one year, we develop some guys, we'd be fine. And then get the div, div title in the second division and come right back to the NHL. Exactly, we'd be fine. Yeah, yeah you'd, you'd be a Leicester-type story. Yeah, everybody gets that reference. However... They were 500-1 uh, to, to win the EPL and won. So, that, that's, uh, if you're a sports gambler, you definitely have heard of the Leicester story. You're tale. a fraud, Justin. You're a fraud. You're a fraud. But you know what? I never claim to know what I'm talking here. about. I'm no We're fraud. I'm talking about just... fraud. I don't even want to hear about the fraud. All I want to talk about is Canada's soccer team. Canada, True. since we've last recorded... We've had two massive games. We've had against Honduras and the U.S. First, Honduras and Honduras. We haven't beaten them since 1985. But with the team and the attacking force that Canada has with Kyle Lauren and Jonathan David, it's hard to stop. Like Canada's got a legit team, I think, this year. Or for the World Cup coming up. I mean, they beat the U.S. without Alfonso Davies, who's their best player, if I'm not mistaken, correct? And yeah, well, Alfonso Davis is the best left back in the world right now, but he's hurt. He's got a heart. He's got a heart uh, inflammation, I think, due, due to some co- uh, due to COVID. So I wish him a speedy recovery. But yes, going off what you said, Canada huge two nothing win against the U.S. in Hamilton over the weekend. Unfortunately, I couldn't really watch it. I was driving back from Louise, so I just kind of go old style, playing on the radio. And I kid you not. The two times Canada scored, I was blasting the horn. Letting people know Canada was up to nothing. Oh, you weren't the only one getting fired up. I was watching some of Alfonso Davies' live stream. He was uh, doing like an electric <clears throat> chair while watching the games, and he was getting so fired up. It was awesome to see. Um, but yeah, no, it's great watching 
Canadian men's soccer team. I've never really been in, too invested in soccer, and Canada's national team has n- never really been good since I've been alive. But well, we we've never know, had a good team ever. Oh, exactly. <laughs> And you might find it hard to believe, but I grew up playing soccer, so I like the game, and I've been heavily invested in this. The Bruyne, in this fucking team. Yeah, I know. I know that guy, a little ginger guy. I, f- I feel um, like I feel like you would have been a De Bruyne when you were younger. I was more of a. I was a left back. I'd play the ball. Also, Davies. The, uh, I didn't have quite the touch that Davies had. I was more of a physical. He's player, more of a Luke Shaw in, type. In uh, oh, oh hold on, Jeremy got a freaking left field over here throwing Luke Shaw. That is a name. Yeah. Last year, United brought in a left back, and, you know, he uh, turned it out. You just need to light a fire under his ass, and he became the le- best left back in England. So wow, you all right, let's, let's get this, let's get this back on the rails here. Um, but, yeah, Canada's team, electric, great to watch. That game against the U.S., there was like 2 million Canadians that tuned in, which is incredible. Um, but they have a chance to qualify tonight, actually. They play against El Salvador at 9. There's quite a few stipulations, and it's kind of unlikely because the U.S. is winning 2-0 against Honduras right now. Huge for a parlay, by the way. For sure. If Costa Rica ties or loses to Jamaica, the U.S. loses to Honduras, Canada beats El Salvador, and Mexico beats Panama, then Canada would be qualified for the upcoming World Cup in Qatar. Probably isn't going to happen tonight, but it's hard not to believe that it's going to happen very soon, and I am over the moon about it. And if I'm not mistaken, the qualifying ends in March. So the fact that we are February 2nd, so the beginning of February, a month out, and we can, we're talking about potentially qualifying tonight, even if there's a scenario. I'm not going to lie. As as soon as the potential idea of qualifying for the World Cup, I was looking at flights to Qatar. I hopped on on Expedia.ca and told myself, hey, Oh, that's not a sponsor. We don't drop that. <laughs> okay, okay. I I went on some blank site and and then I'm not gonna lie. Prices now to Qatar nine hundred during the World Cup. Just just the flights thirteen hundred dollars. Holy fuck! So that that trip and potential dream of seeing Canada in the World Cup was quickly shot down. Better hope you start winning some lock of the weeks here if you want to go. Oh, I got, I got to pick it up. If we go hot on the podcast, you never know. All right, well, let's move along to uh, some NHL talk. Uh, Not a whole lot to report. Uh, However, Eric Stahl was named the captain of Canada's Olympic team. I guess that's not really NHL talk, but former NHLer, good for him. Uh, Before Ryan jumps in, yeah, I know he played on the halves last year. Whatever, man. Um. Or was it last year? Whatever. I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, well, the la- like last year we went to the Cup final. <laughs> Shut up. Bottom basement. You're a basement dweller. Continue. The Rangers retired Lundqvist jersey. Zegris embarrassed the Habs with a Michigan goal, which was gross. The All Star weekend is this weekend, so NHL is going to be slowing down in terms of gambling. Going to be an exciting weekend to watch. Ovechkin's messing out on the All-Star game, isn't he? COVID. Got the Coco. Tom Wilson Hate will be replacing him. Oh, that's even worse. That's a uh, member of my fantasy team you're talking about, man. Okay, okay check even yourself. worse. Even worse. Check your privilege, man. Before we get into our picks, I want to talk a little bit of uh, a little bit of Vesna here. Let's talk about who you think is going to win the Vesna or who you think the most value is to win it. So I just gave out a few names here, kind of the odds-on favorites. We got Shesterkin, plus 160. 
He's having a hell of a season, putting the Rangers on his back, kind of Lundqvist-esque, to be honest with you. Uh, Vassy plus 550. I mean, he's always just up there. Obviously, an unreal goalie, probably the best in the world. Jack Campbell, plus 650. Kind of surprising. I don't think he's been all that great as of recently. And then we got Freddie Anderson, plus 1,000. And UC Saros at plus 1,000 as well. Ooh. So I don't know. where would you, Who do you guys think is going to win, or where do you think the value is? Personally, I think that the value is in um, Vasilevsky. Partly biased because he's on my fantasy team. However, he plays on one of the best teams in the world, so he's going to have some help to make him look a little bit better. Um, and he's just unbelievable. He's so big and so smooth the way he moves around the net that I, I think that you know all the pieces are in place for him to win it every year, or at least for the last few years. So I think when you can get him, there's such a steep drop-off after one, and he's the second highest at plus 550. I think if I was going to put my money where my mouth is, I'd be putting some money on him. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, to be fair, I if I was to pick somebody and then either I see value, I would pick Vasilevsky. I've said it in past episodes when we were first talking about uh, the beginning of the NHL teams or even in the Stanley Cup. I, Vashle- I've always said Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the world. And as you said, with even one of the better teams in front of you, it puts you in a position to potentially even have a record season or record season, whatever you want to say. But as... You'll hear from Kyle shortly. I think there's great value in Saros at plus 1,000. Absolutely. It's hard to argue against Shesterkin, and I mean, he's been outstanding this year. If you were to give the award tonight, no doubt he deserves it. But I'm not going to give out a plus 160. I'm not going to give out the favorite. I do think that there's quite a bit of value in UC Saros. He's at plus 1,000. He's playing on a team that's not that great. However, they're having a much better season than most teams or most people expected. If the Preds are able to make a run and really push in the Western Conference, I mean, at one point they were first in the conference. If they're able to pick that back up and really make a run, there's a great chance that he is in the Vezina conversation. He's been outstanding this year. Every game he keeps them in it. He faces 40 shots. He might let in two or three. He's incredible, and I think there's a lot of value in plus 1,000. But why don't we get into some of these picks for the NHL. Justin, what do you got? There's only two games tomorrow. I've only got two picks. Hurricanes money line, Sens money line. That's all you got. Don't think, just bet. That's that's when I'm my most successful. Fuck it. Well, uh, I'll, I'll back, because uh, there's only two games, so I will actually not copy someone's pick for once, but at the end of the day, I have the same pick as Justin. Sens money line. Devils have lost six in a row, in, in a row. Terrible uh, They looked away. horrible against the Leafs. So, I hate the Sens, but this is minus 125. I'll take the Sens, minus 25. Give me the Sens. Well, unfortunately, I'm going to be on the same side as Justin, but I'll at least give you a little bit of an explanation behind my pick. I'm taking Hurricanes money line plus 110. They're playing away against the Leafs. I've talked about all year on this pod. The Canes are my team. I have a ticket on them to win the Cup. I think they have a very solid consistent roster um they have depth and both teams are hot i mean canes have won four straight leafs have won five straight however the leafs are coming off a 7-1 win against a shitbag devils team coming in to play against a hurricanes team it's hard to go and beat a team um really easily and then play a great team and i think this game's going to be close so i'll gladly take the hurricanes at plus money before we move on now to nfl 
I I asked you guys to talk about this last episode. I'm kind of happy you didn't because now that I'm here, I get to actually put in my take. MLB Hall of Fame uh, inductees happened last week. Of course, as a Sox fan, you'd be stoked to hear that David Ortiz first time got inducted. So congratulations, David Ortiz, Big Poppy. Absolute legend. I've, I've seen him play. Honestly, he's one of my idols. I freaking love this guy. Got shot in Dominican, and Dominican beats the guy who shoots him. Just shows the respect people have for David Ortiz. But I wanted to more focus on the controversy of the MLB Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling, and Roger Clemens all get denied on their 10th and last try, meaning they can no longer be eligible for the Hall of Fame. As a baseball fan, I find that one of the most stupid things you can do because one, Barry Bonds is the greatest hitter in MLB. I don't care if he used steroids. The man could crush a ball. And even before he was on steroids, he was on the, he was on Hall of Fame track. Roger Clemens, one of the greatest pitcher, played for the Sox, played for the Yankees too, so kind of sketch. But this guy could pitch insane splitter fastball dynamic. And then Kurt Schilling, I could see how he doesn't make it. But as a Sox fan, I would have loved to seen him go in with David Ortiz, especially once they're last, once they're first, and they get them together. And they've played together. It would have been kind of special. But I don't know. You, you, I know, Kyle, you're not a huge baseball guy. But, Justin, like Barry Bonds not making the yeah, Hall of Fame? Personally, I think it's a little bit ridiculous. I mean, I correct me if I'm wrong, but he was never actually caught taking steroids either, right? Uh, yeah, he he wasn't. Like, unlike A-Rod, who has been caught and suspended for, like, 162 games. I like to call him A-Royd. A-Royd. <laughs> so, we, need to, we need to bring on A-Royd on the, on the podcast. So, my point yeah, I'm being... I'm sure we can get him. <laughs> going back to <laughs> the topic and going back to Barry Bonds, I mean, I, I, I got to be honest, I don't watch enough baseball. I played it growing up and loved it, but I think to to not induct the best hitter of all time is insane. I saw a video um, like a month ago. It was like something about Barry Bonds' on-base percentage. And it was oh. um, it was what what would his, his on-base percentage be if he it never a, used a bat? It was cracked. He, he would have still wanna, been the best hitter of all time even if he never had I a bat. I just want to make sure Barry Bonds is the dude that used to wear like the cross earring, right? Yep. All right, we're on the same page here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he like no man could hit the ball as hard as he could, especially in the Covey Cove. That ball has been absolutely filled with Barry Bonds home runs. But enough of that. We'll move on to some NFL talk. The biggest news, probably of our lifetime, at least in recent memory, Tom. Brady retired. Thank fuck. I didn't, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. I'm so over that guy. I mean, Nick Foles still owns his fucking life. It's true. So does Eli. So does Eli. But you got to think about it this way. Since we've been watching football our entire life, this guy has been the face of the NFL. Yeah, it's crazy. And now next year will be the first season that we don't get to see him. It's not because of, like, like, he was injured, obviously, one year. But this is the first season that we know that, oh, shit, 
Tom ain't coming back. No, Tom. This I... also officially ends the area of kids growing up and just all of a sudden becoming Pats fans. Like, are kids now just going to start fan. becoming no. Chiefs fans? Like, yeah, what's, that's, what's the that's, next team you go to? Yeah, that's the next wave. It's definitely going to be the Chiefs. If the Bengals can Bills pull it too. off in a couple weeks, potentially the Bengals too. Joe Burrow, the Bills too. It'll be – behind that. Chiefs are going to be that team that's always up there, so that's that's yeah, who they're going to go for. That's a fact. It's going to be hard, though, to keep every single one of those guys. Yeah, especially because Patrick Mahomes is making half a billion dollars. Anyway, I already kind of teased it, but the Super Bowl matchup is set. The Bengals versus the Rams. We are going to have a reaction to all that stuff, but we'll talk about it next more next week. The Washington Commanders has been confirmed. Uh, I don't hate the name, but uh, Kyle and I talked about it a little earlier. They didn't really put any effort into making a logo, so it's kind of meh. I mean, it doesn't really impact my life all that much other than they're going to lose to the Honestly, Dallas Cowboys. I'm not going to lie. I prefer the football team. I kind of prefer the football team too. I mean, I, as far as choosing a name goes, I don't hate the commanders, but I kind of agree. Washington football team kind of has got a ring to it. It, it, it flows off like, the tongue a bit better than Washington commanders. Like, who cares though? Like, it's Washington. Nobody cares at all. <laughs> That is very true. I just I used to the the one year I watched, well I'm gonna say the Washington Redskins was whoa, with whoa okay okay that. the Washington cut, football team cut. I think it was a joke, Ryan. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave this whole bit in. Uh, the Washington football team was when RG three was playing in his rookie year. That was the only time I ever gave a rat's ass about the Washington football team. Other than that, I agree with you. Don't give a care. Don't don't give a flying ooh. All right. Brian Flores files a lawsuit against the NFL, the Giants, the Broncos, and the Dolphins over racist hiring practices. I don't really know too much about the whole issue, but my favorite part was the, uh, the fact that Bill Belichick's texts were used as evidence and... He kind of, kind of did Flores dirty. Accidentally tried to text Brian Dable. Didn't exposed the Giants. Anyway, I just thought that was hilarious. Best part was when he signed the text Bill? with BB. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's Bill trying to get back at the play gate? Maybe. Maybe. Conspiracy. I think the craziest thing though to come out of all that controversy is that. There were some documents released on the relationship between Flores and the Dolphins owner. And written into his contract, Flores was being paid 100k per loss that he got when he was with the Dolphins. And essentially, a big part of the reason why the Dolphins fired him was that he was winning too many games. The owner was pissed off that he was jeopardizing their draft pick, which that's actually crazy because that proves that teams are actively out there trying to lose games. That's crazy. Yeah, think about that. We we bet real we bet. dollars on this league, and there's I teams bet on that the are Dolphins out there. Sister. I mean, it's not. It's obviously the players are not tanking. The players don't want to lose. They're trying to get paid. But like the fact that like coaches are getting paid for losses, teams are actively tanking. I think that's pretty fucking wild. NFL's rigged, no doubt. Anyway, moving along, the Broncos franchise is for sale. That caught me off guard when I read that headline. Wonder if there's going to be a sale. It could be 
could be kind of wild. And then the Raiders snag Josh McDaniels from the Pats to be their head coach, just to be clear. I think that's a great pickup. Do you oh, guys I have... thought he was like going to be playing on the team. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. Maybe we got some uh, Virgineers listening who have no clue who Josh McDaniels is. You never know. Um, do you guys have any early leans for the Super Bowl, however, tracking any line movement before we move on? One play that I'm going to give out this week, obviously, as Justin mentioned, we're going to go in-depth, focus a lot on the Super Bowl next week. Very excited for it. But one play that I've already locked in is the Bengals-Rams under 48.5. This line is going to go down a little bit more. It opened at 49. It's already down to 48.5. I think we see maybe like a half or a full point movement so if you're liking the under like i am i would lock it in now let's move right along kyle it's your time although i've got a bet in there for the first time in a while not a big Take deal it away. all right we got four plays in my little basketball segment first going to the nba we're going to be taking the atlanta hawks plus five and a half against the phoenix suns this is a big trap line frankly suns are a much better team than the hawks However, a five and a half point line makes no sense. Public will be very heavy towards the Suns. The Hawks are playing at home. Five and a half points is kind of a spread that I love taking them at here. Suns are a tough team to bet against. They're very good at the spread. But with that being said, public will be all over them. I'll go with the Hawks plus five and a half. Moving on to college basketball, it looks like Justin is going to dip his toe in the water and looks like he's got a really sharp play for us here. The Gonzaga Bulldogs, minus 21 and a half. Don't overthink it. They were the runner-ups and then in March Madness. Let's ride. Actually, you know what? I think we'll be able to get I'll be able to get this podcast out in time. I'm gonna give out a play for tonight at 10 p.m. Villanova at Marquette. Nova minus four and a half. Give it to first me. Ever? Wow. I mean, me and Justin talked about this play earlier today i'm also adding that to my card villanova minus four and a half i absolutely love this play two ranked teams playing give me nova minus four and a half as well you know so what i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding you'll be excited yeah. there come on i know i'm sorry i'm sorry you're All teasing right, well, me you're naughty naughty three other plays uh first play georgetown plus four and a half against st john's this is just kind of a mid-major that I don't know much about, but I like the spread here. So I'll take Georgetown at home, plus four and a half. Next play, we got Arizona minus seven against UCLA. This is a huge match. Seventh-ranked Arizona playing third-ranked UCLA. And Arizona is minus six. Super, super fishy line. Public will be very heavy on UCLA. I'll gladly take Arizona minus six. This will be a light play because it is a big spread. But I think Arizona definitely wins this game, and I'm hoping they cover that minus six spread. We're also going to go with Arizona State, plus six and a half against USC. USC ranked 19th, pretty good team. Arizona State, huge disappointment. They have like five wins. They've been absolute trash. But why are the books only giving them six and a half points? The books are telling me you got to take Arizona State, and that's what we're going with. Okay, hold on, hold on. I've changed my mind. Oh boy. I've texted the guru and he has told me that his minus four Nova pick was the first play he had to his card today. Take quick. I'm taking Nova minus four. Here we go. We're ready to roll. Ready to roll. 
Shout out to the guru. I'm backing him. RIP headphone users. Yeah, not back in us though, eh? Yeah, that's not. That, that, I, I, that I is fucked up. Sorry, I had on Twitter. To double check Come with on. the guru. Ridiculous. No, he has no faith in us. I mean, I understand why he has no faith in you, but I mean, come on. Again with the ricochet him. shot. Again, it's just again, like I apologize doom, doom. to Kyle. Kyle, I'm sorry. You guys are dicks. Whatever, man. It's mainly just me. He just I, apologized I just, I just to you, man. Afterwards. Yeah. Fuck you both. All right. So let's get into listener picks. Uh, they both won last week. Congratulations, on the two game. No, I'm kidding. John and Shane. Oh, whoa, whoa, this is my segment. What the fuck do you think you're doing, buddy? Uh, whatever. Go ahead. Backtrack. Throw it to the listener pick segment and let me take it away here. Let's get into the listener pick segment, shall we? All right. Well, the boys are hot. Both John and Shane coming off a huge win with Bengals plus seven, Dude, where most shit. of us thought it was dead at the half. However, I will say, pat myself on the back here. I bet the Bengals at the half. Not a big deal. But anyways, congrats to them. Good, man. Huge win. They're both on a two-game winning streak. And before I announce their picks for this week, we have a little announcement that we want to make. We're putting this challenge out there to all of you in the listener pick segment. Whoever wins five games in a row, if you're on the listener pick segment and win five games, we will give somebody a over-the-border custom sweater. You heard it here first. If you win five games... You'll win an over-the-border custom sweater. Good luck. I mean, these guys have a pretty good chance. They're already almost halfway there. And to start off, we got John. Who, first of all, this guy gave us Grizzlies money line against Orlando. Absolutely ridiculous. The Grizzlies money line would be like minus 600. So that's just crazy. So unfortunately, John, you're going to be taking Grizzly spread against Orlando on February that's a bit 4th. too much juice for us there, yeah, John. It, that's way too much juice. So I also we don't want to spread as of right now, but on February 4th, he'll have whatever the Grizzly spread is against Orlando. I also want to jump in and just note that this isn't us making a decision for him. Uh, I did reach out to him um, two and a half hours ago. And I never heard back. So we're giving you Thanks, Grizzly John. spread. Tough. And it sounds like Across the Pond is going to announce Shane's pick here. Yes, uh, here's uh, Across the Pond. Thanks, uh, thanks, Kyle. Shane's pick. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. Before the before today's episode, I told the boys, because Shane, Shane was taking a while. Uh, thanks, Shane. I told them if he doesn't get back to me, I'm going to make a pick for Shane. And I kid you not, the pick that I had is the play that he has sent me. Hornet spread against the Cavaliers on Friday. All right. So I was going to say, I'm glad that he gave you a pick because there, that was going to create some controversy. Yeah, he was going to get really pick, contentious. The people in the waiting room were going to be pissed off. So I'm glad he gave a pick and good luck to them both. All right. Well, let's shift gears here and let's get back to our losing gambling, or I should say mine. Uh, the $100 bankroll challenge. Once upon a time, there was a kid named Justin who was leading for the first four weeks-ish. Well, that kid is now... I, I like the song. ...has $48 left. He went 1-3 last week and lost $14, and that kid is me. Tough. Kyle went 1-1, one one, lost $2.75. His bankroll is sitting at 66 26 Ryan went 2-1, one, 
plus a dollar eighty-five. He's sitting at one hundred two eighty-two, and I'm gonna lead us off. I'm swinging for the fences. Ten dollars Stutzler to score plus two eighty to plus three hundred is where I see this line falling, and sends money line for ten dollars minus one twenty-five. Go sends go. Big surprise in Justin's picks. I never would have expected him to take those things. So what do you know? Maybe he'll win something this week. If I was smart in this challenge, I mean, I haven't done very well at all. If I was smart, I would just fade Justin. This guy's 12 and 25 in the bankroll challenge. Getting flamed. Incredibly, incredibly <laughs> impressive. He's somehow at $48. 12 and 25. I mean, that is, <laughs> that's just crazy. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is. Uh, my picks, I gave them out earlier. We're going $10 on Arizona minus six, $5 on Arizona State plus six and a half, and I'm going to add $10 on Villanova minus four and a half. Give that to me, too. You know what? I'm going to put my remaining balance on Nova. Give it to me. Oh, wait, this what? Guy, this guy is just mushing me now. What the hell? 2808 on oh Nova. Oh, my God. Lock it in. This is just this. This has gone out of control now. Oh, you know what? I'll I'll try to keep a steady ship here. The one guy who is just profitable, but green. I went two and one last week. We got three plays this week, all across the pond. Shocker. First five dollar play. Juventus first half. There just has to be a goal in the first half. Parlay that with Strasbourg over one and a half and minus one two two. Cheeky five dollars. I see bo- both games. I think we'll have goals, Cheeky. and Juventus and Hellas Verona together, home and away stats have hit this over 80 percent. So I'm back in the stats. Second play, ten dollars. Dorman versus Leverkusen over one and a half, and Southampton money line. Southampton playing in the FA Cup. They're playing against Coventry City in the Championship. I just I think Southampton at home is a spe- especially in the Premier League, they've been dominant. So I don't see them slowing down here, especially fighting for a trophy. Low-end team, they want it. They've got fight. Get in. And then the last play, I hate this team, but they're so good, you have to back them every freaking time. And unfortunately, they did me dirty last week by hitting the post five times. Uh, Man City, and then I'm throwing in another Southampton. So I'm back in Southampton twice here. That's how confident I am in Southampton. We're doing another $10 play on Southampton, minus one, three, four. Cheeky $10. All right. Now for everybody's favorite segment, or I guess my favorite segment, because it's the only way I can pick a winner, the lock of the week. To recap last week, those two bozos lost, and I won. I'm 9-5. and five. Ryan's under 500 at 6-7-1, and one, and Kyle is 7-7. Seven and seven. Let's jump into our picks. I'm going to college hoops. I've got... Iowa plus five against Ohio State tomorrow. I just think that uh, Ohio State's ranked and at home. However, it is a divisional or a conference matchup. Um, So I think Iowa's going to try to play Ohio State really tight, especially when it comes down to the end of the year and March Madness and uh, conference playoffs or conference tournaments. This one would be the Big Ten tournament specifically. Um Records matter within the conference, and it'll matter a lot for seeding. So I think Iowa is going to see this as a as a must win. So I think they keep it close. Give me plus five. Well, I've been ripping Justin a lot this episode, and deservedly. 
However, I do got to give him credit. He's 9-5 and five in the lock of the week. Very impressive. On the other hand, I'm fading that motherfucker. I'm taking Ohio State minus 5. We're going head-to-head. I got Ohio State minus 5. They're playing at home against Iowa. 9-0 and at home. Iowa just coming off a loss to Penn State. A terrible Penn State that beat them outright. I love OSU in this game. It's a big spread, but I think... That's going to take the public money on Iowa, thinking too many points. Ohio State, minus five at home. That's my lock of the week. I, I, I honestly think this is the first time ever that in the lock of the weeks, someone has faded the other person. So Well, I didn't actually the, the sweep, fade the sweep, him. Like the sweep is up the door. The sweep is I up the unintentionally door. faded him. I had this pick before I saw that he had Ohio, uh, Iowa plus five, sorry. So it wasn't an intentional fade. I know, but as a, I'm just saying, as a podcast, doesn't matter. It hurts. Doesn't matter. We'll get a push, maybe. That <laughs> would would be worst case Ontario, honestly, because then all pressure's on me. But yeah, I agree. I am so confident in this week's. Yesterday, I learned the difference between a train and a boat. I wrote this song before that. Train on the water, boat on the track. Train on the water, boat on the track. Lady took a train across the Atlantic. I hope it don't sink like the Titanic. We are you so taking... confident that you're gonna give this your game of the year? Ooh, call that. I can't oh. because this is the first game back from International Week, so I will not say that. No, I will save my game of the so year. You're so confident. I am, but I, you know, I'm so confident for the circumstances it's in right now. Game of the Get month. Me? Game of the month. Yeah, you know what? I'll give you game of the month. All right. Even though it's. All right. February 2nd, I'll give it a game of the month. (laughs) We are taking the train to the south coast of France. Sit by the beach, enjoy a pint, glass of Chardonnay. We are going to Nice. Team total over one and a half against Clermont. Clermont's a newly promoted side. They've conceded against the top seeds quite often, more than (coughs) two or even three goals. And Nice at home, our strong side, before the end of... 2021, Nice was kind of on a terrible run, but they've picked it up of late. So I'm backing Nice's recent form, and especially that they're at home against a newly promoted side. I could see this game finishing 2-1, maybe even 3-1 for Nice. Give me team total over one and a half. And as always, thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OverborderPod. We'll see you guys next time. This one's for Kyle. Life's a gamble, so I'm going to put the house on it.